you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. NFL Game Day View is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. This is NFL Game Previews Week 14. I'm Game Preview Guy, breaking down each and every game with a recap of our 10-person prediction panel's votes. We begin this week in the NFC East. Let's do it. All right, Love you. Let's go. The Giants are at home this week. Classic NFC East face-off. They get the Philadelphia Eagles sitting on top of the NFL mountain. Fun up there, isn't it? Fly Eagles fly, stomping teams with ease. It's another touchdown. <laughs> 40 yards to A.J. Brown. Giants taking on the Giants of the NFL right now. Hey, let's keep this thing going, man. Titans are the AFC South Kings. Against Philly last week, they get dropped 35 to 10. No offense, but this Eagles team doesn't need to run those stairs. They are not the Balboa in this story. Sanders walks in, touchdown Philadelphia. Man, they are good. This will be New York's first look at Philadelphia's mystique-like offense. Eagles faced a team that was good at stopping the run last week. Not as good stopping the pass. AJ A.J. Brown ran through Tennessee like he knew the joint. Two touchdowns, eight catches, 119 yards. Just walk on in there, A.J. Now he's going deep to A.J. Brown, who catches it and walks in for a touchdown. Walks in for a touchdown. Devontae Smith, also a good game. Five catches, 102 yards, and a score last week. Hurts again all day, going deep for the end zone. He's got it, Smith touchdown guy throwing them the ball Jalen Hurts so good right 29 of 39 380 yards I mean that's ridiculous three touchdowns 130.3 rating hey now Hurts is rolling Hurts is looking Hurts is running Hurts is scoring 
Jalen Hurts just outruns everybody. Week before that, Philly played a team that had issues stopping runners. So what did they do? They ran for 363 yards versus Green Bay. Miles Sanders, all he's got to do is stay in behind those black jerseys and follow them all the way to the end zone. On paper, the Giants are more of a cheese team, along the ground anyway, defensively. Five yards per carry allowed to quarterbacks, 5.1 yards per to running backs in 2022, 96 yards, 4.6 to Brian Robinson last week. Hand off Robinson, big hole up the left side, he's for the 15 to the 20, hit by Love and drop at the 22-yard line. That's the yardage you don't want to give up in your run game. Giants' pass defense is coming off a shaky outing relative to their body of work. Gave up 275 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 101.2 rating to Taylor Heineke. Open Dotson at the 20, turns the corner 15, spins at the 10, he's going in! Unbelievable catch and run by Jahan Dotson! Giants nickelback Gilbert is trying to find his jock strap on that play. That was despite one of their best pass rush showings. Five sacks, 10 QB hits. How do you not block him? The streak for Hurts getting sacked continued. So now he's 11-1 in games where he's been sacked. Hey, let's go get one. Let's go get one. Daniel Jones, also a disjointed fan, sees the grass on a regular basis, took four sacks last week, has been bagged up at a very high rate this season. That's reason number one, he would rather not have to rely on his arm this week. Jones steps up, runs out of time, they got him! Gerard Payne pulls him down at the 35! Another huge sack, and here comes the Giants' putting unit! Reason number two, Philadelphia has dudes like Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham. Those dudes literally shared a sixer last week. Four-man rush, pressure comes and they got to him again! And this pass rush just eating up this Titans offensive line. Reason number three, the Eagles secondary in those corners. Best in 2022. Fires towards Lazard, it's deflected and intercepted two feet down by Josiah Scott. It's well known, the Giants like to keep things low-key. It's the Saquon Barkley DJ show. If I break a long one, I better see Vanilla Vic down there. Daniel Jones got back to taking off in week 13. It sparked their offense. It just seems like a necessary component for them. He ran for 71 yards, 5.9 a carry in their tie. I guess they got caught up in World Cup group play, I guess. Rolls to his right. He's going to run to the sideline, gets the first down, and then steps out of bounds. Gain of 10 for Jones and a first down Giants. The Eagles let Ryan Tannehill go for 34 yards on three carries. That's 11.3 a run. I'm not saying that it mattered in that game, but they have given up 6.1 a run to quarterbacks, so it hasn't been a strong point. Looking, can't find one that's going to take off. First down and more Tannehill. They also give up 4.5 to running backs. Not great, but they come in off a game where they held the mighty king to 2.7 per run. Gives it to Henry, and Henry is brought down again at the line of scrimmage. Now they get Barkley. He scored last week. Ran hard. Hand off Barkley. Dashes up the middle to the five and in for the touchdown. He hit that one and hit the turbo button and got right through there. He also finished with just 3.5 a carry. Four of his last five games now, he's been under 3.6. Hand off to Barkley and he gets slammed down by Deron Payne. As you'd expect, most of our voters went Philadelphia, nine of them. Adam ranked the only one bold enough to give it the, you're my boy, blue treatment.
Big AFC East showdown, the Jets making the interstate trek to Buffalo, the Bills hoping home field advantage helps them split the series with New York. Allen tosses, deep ball on the way, incomplete, Gabe Davis the intended target, and the Jets will win it. Week 9, Jets pulled out that 20-17 win over the Bills, in large thanks to their defense, they picked off Josh Allen twice. Allen has time, intercepted! Gardner's got it. They were also able to blow him up five times behind the line of scrimmage. That win really made people take notice of just how good New York's defense is. And how about the closing speed on Josh Allen that, that Jermaine Johnson just flashed right there. That game was also the game when Allen hurt his elbow and he hasn't been the same since. He was solid versus New England in week 13. Couple touchdowns, no INTs, rating over 100. TD pass he made to Gabe Davis, a real beaut. Clark. Just goes airborne before he goes out of bounds and throws back against the grain. The butt, while Davis scored just two catches, seven targets, 15 yards, and he's a big play artist. In turn, Allen comes into this week on a five-game streak made of under eight-yard per attempt outings. Against New England, just one pass went for 20-plus yards, and it was to a running back. Off-balance throws caught. Tackled at the 21-yard line is James Cook. Stephon Diggs caught Allen's other Week 13 touchdown, led the team in targets as usual, seven catches, 92 yards, did average over 13 yards per reception. Play action, fires, caught! Diggs for the score. New York had Sauce Gardner on Diggs to start the game when they first met. Diggs responded with a quick, come on, bro. But remember what happened later? They put DJ Reed on him in the second half. Diggs didn't catch another ball. And at what we call the moment of truth, when the ball arrives, has his head around, and makes a play on the football. DJ and the Sauce held court versus Minnesota last week as well, held Kirk Cousins to just 173 yards, under five yards per attempt on 35 throws. They gave up a touchdown to Justin Jefferson, but held him to just 45 yards on seven catches. Cousins sells it, and it bounces off the hands of Justin Jefferson in a matchup with DJ Reed. New York's pass rush is just as potent as it was in round one, too. Quinnen Williams' his ninth sack in week 13. Jets got to Cousins twice, hit him nine times. And look at this pass rush come, Huff with the power move and the bull rush, and then from the backside, Lawson with the big play. New York's defense wasn't the issue in their Week 13 loss. They were a little shaky versus the run, but they were on the field a lot. And that's because the Magic Mike show went limp biscuit. Jets made it to the red zone over and over and could not finish. Just enough to throw it off, because Garrett Wilson's right there. The coverage is good, but the ball is pretty darn close. White was not able to follow up his big showing versus the Bears. Minnesota, not a team with a strong secondary. He threw 57 times, a rating under 90, just 6.5 a throw. In the red zone, six for 17, rating of 19.5, an interception, was picked twice overall. White as he throws, popped up in the air, incomplete. Still, 369 yards is a lot of yards, and he made some nice throws. He put them in a spot to win at least. If New York ever tries to pull White, Garrett Wilson will hit them with Alana Kane. Nope. Eight catches, 162 yards after his 95-yard 2-TD performance the week before. Nice job in the pocket, a beautiful throw. 
And how about the catch by Wilson? He will not have it easy versus Buffalo secondary. The Bills' pass defense has been strong all year. Nothing different in Week 13. Held Mac Jones under 200 yards, under 5.5 yards per attempt, a rating under 85. Jones, that deep drop throws, and that's incomplete along the sideline. Bills' rush defense gave up 5.4 run to Ramondre Stevenson, 4.2 to running backs on the year, though. Now they get their first look at Bam Bam Rubble. Zonovan Knight, trying to prove his debut wasn't a fluke, went for 69 yards, 4.9 per versus the Bears, then versus the Vikings, 90 yards on six a run. Give it to Knight, has some room. Knight working the sidelines, Zonovan Knight! Three of the voters on our panel don't want to pay up. They went New York. The other seven took the bills. The Detroit Lions are at home riding some lightning, I guess. Winners of four of their last five. He gets the touchdown, and the Lions take the lead. They get the second-best record in football. The Vikings can thank their defense for their latest win. Picked off, and it's over. That was pretty clutch. I mean, that's what I'm stamping plays like that with from now on. It gets the funny dude in the commercial award. Pretty clutch. Vikings defense not only showing up big on the last play of that game last week, but doing it all game long. Vikings secondary has had its struggles in 2022, but versus Mike White, who had all that buzz going in, they faced 57 pass attempts, held him to a sub-60 rating, just 6.5 a throw. Popped up in the air and intercepted. And in the red zone, as good as it gets for the most part, held the Magic Mike show to 6 for 17, rating of 19.5, picked him off. They intercepted him twice overall. To the Vikings defense, he was no Channing Tatum. Held the Jets to three for 16 on third down. Separation, he couldn't get it to Wilson. So you've got a confident Vikings defense versus a confident feeling Lions offense. Jared Goff last week versus a D that had played the pass solid in 2022. 31 of 41, 340 yards, two touchdowns, rating over 115. Boy, his quickness is just so dangerous. Amonra St. Brown, twice as many targets as anyone on the team last week. Why not? He must have looked like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree in that metal tree lot. He really stuck out, you know? Goff threw to St. Brown 12 times in week 13. He caught 11 of those targets, 114 yards, two touchdowns, 110 plus yards in three of his last four now. Look at the concentration here from Amon Ross St. Brown. Goff will want to sharpen his Where's Waldo skills. Patrick Peterson in no way has the red and white hat on. Vikings gave up a lot of yards to Garrett Wilson, 162 of them on eight catches. A Caleb Evans last week allowed 141 yards. If St. Brown and Goff can find him, well, you know how the game works. Watch how Garrett Wilson works inside, gets Evans' hips turned the wrong way. Lions' own defense also comes in with some swagger. Held Jacksonville to 14 points last week, shut him down on third down. They were just 3-for-12 against him. Delayed blitz, protected, but batted away. Justin Jefferson, yeah, he grittied again last week. MVP chance, and you know what? He should be in the conversation. However, the Jets held him to seven catches, 45 yards. And it bounces off the hands of Justin Jefferson. Very few good times for JJ in week 13. We can't dismiss the secondary Cousins and JJ faced this week based on their season numbers. Detroit just held Trevor Lawrence to 179 yards, just 5.8 per attempt. The last five weeks, they are holding quarterbacks to a sub-75 rating. 
cornerbacks Jerry Jacobs and Jeff Okuda don't get a lot of pub, but they're giving the pride hope. That's why it was runner-up in the Heisman last year. It's plays like that. Vikings have a better sack total. Goff is hard to sack. Cousins, not so much, but Lions only leave with a few items when they shop, so they don't leave with many bags. Time for Lawrence, going deep for Kirk, and he's got it! Detroit will be focused on stopping the run this week, a running back specifically. They have given up 4.7 a carry to that position. Not great. So maybe get something closer to last week. They held Travis Etienne to 4.2 a carry. Not terrible. Ball came out as he was hit around the 37-yard line. This week, they get Dalvin Cook. 86 yards, 4.3 a run, a touchdown versus the Jets. It was warrior kind of yardage, though. That defense is for real. Cook, stutter step, he's in! Touchdown, Minnesota! The Lions run game has been doing. Jamal Williams loves him that paint. Another touchdown last week, rushing TD leader in 2022. DeAndre Swift, the more explosive in week 13, 62 yards, 4.4 a carry, and a touchdown. He should have been tackled for a three-yard loss on that one, but he just made everybody miss. Vikings holding running backs to 3.9 a run. They didn't play like that last week, though. Gave up six a run to Zonovan Knight, 90 yards. What did Robert Sala call it? The juicy running of Bam Knight. This is round two of this series. Round one was a long time ago. Good game. Vikings came back with 14 points in the fourth to win it. Jefferson was very quiet that game. The defense played golf well. Cousins and Cook had good games. Cousins, he's got it. Touchdown. It's Osborne again. There, we checked that box. Either no respect for Minnesota or tons for Detroit, the panel was split down the middle on this game 5-5. Five to five. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers head west this week, TB12 back to his old stomping ground to face a quarterback who was born just months before Brady was drafted. He's going to throw out right, wide open, Kyle Juszczyk, touchdown! From Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Very, Very Relevant, Brock Purdy now the starting quarterback for the first place 49ers, facing Tom Brady, the starting quarterback for the first place Buccaneers. The entire vibe of this team and this preview being altered in a five-minute span. Looking, Brady throws, football, it's caught, touchdown Tampa Bay, Rashad White, touchdown Buccaneers, fire the cannons, Brady with a dart, and Rashad White finishes. Fire the cannons, faithful, just hoping the last five minutes of week 13 carry over to this week. They will need nothing less if they hope to put points on the board against the defense they face. 49ers number one in points per game allowed and yards per game. Two under pressure, gets sacked by Nick Bosa. The best quarterback in the land in 2022 came through their house last week. He had never started and finished a game this season with a loss or a sub-90 rating. The Niners handed him both. Edwin gets intercepted. Just a bad throw behind a wide open hill. Every snap Brady takes, he'll have to wonder. When is St. Nick going to arrive? Not talking claws, we're talking Bosa. He sacked Tua three times, clinched it with a sack fumble. Tua going to step up. Oh, got hit from behind. The ball is on and is picked up. Right back the other way by Dre Greenlaw. A scoop and score. That's three sacks on the day for Bosa. The 49ers dominated one of the best passing attacks the NFL has to offer. The Buccaneers' passing attack is not even close to that. Dunga by Loa. Uh-oh! 
Up until the five-minute mark in the fourth last week, Brady and his boys pretty much looked like they have all year, which is to say, not good. Failing in the red zone, failing on third down, over and over again. Even with the late surge, Brady finished with a sub-90 rating. It's third down and eight, Brady downfield, and a diving attempt by Julio Jones out of his reach. And he only averaged 5.2 per pass attempt. He threw the ball 54 times. One pass went for 20 plus yards. But on second and 20, a gain of just three. It was dump off after dump off, and he had his entire complement of pass catchers to work with. The quick pass, though, might be the best way to do damage against the 49ers. No quarterback gets rid of the ball in under 2.5 seconds more often than Brady. 55.9% of his passes are gone in under 2.5. Quick throw, pass caught, first down, Scotty Miller. And while the 49ers have been stalwarts against the pass overall, holding quarterbacks to a low 80s rating, they have allowed a 94.6 rate on passes made under the 2.5 mark. Another quick throw behind Tyree Kill. So how much pressure will San Francisco's defense be under to keep the score low? Seeing the last pick in a draft come in off the bench, complete over 67% of his passes, a couple touchdowns, over 200 yards, respectable 88.8 .8 rating. As a fake Miley Cyrus would have put it, it was pretty cool. It's tighter windows, but a man comes free. Jawan Jennings. BCB managed things well. Yeah, that's what George Kittle calls him. Yep. Big Clock Brock. Maybe he wears a big clock like Flavor Flav. Got rid of this one as he was hit and found Kittle. What a throw from Brock Purdy, who had Jalen Phillips all over him from the start. Helps when you're surrounded by high-end skill players. He understood an easy way to look good? Take the easy stuff. Hit CMC out of the backfield, let him do the rest. McCaffrey got targeted 10 times last week. Eight catches, 80 yards, a touchdown. Purdy underneath for the touchdown. It's McCaffrey. Second touchdown throw off of the bench for Purdy. Based on how Tampa Bay has played running backs as pass catchers, could see a lot more of that. Bucks have given up a 102.7 rating to backs as receivers. As Dalton finds Ingram, who spins, looking for the first down. A good tight end is usually a rookie quarterback's best friend. George Kittle is a good tight end probably makes a really good best friend, too. Back-to-back -back games, though, he's finished with less than 30 yards. Might he snap that mini-streak against a Tampa defense that has allowed a 108.5 rating to tight ends? Little pump fake, and then to the near side, Hill! Taysom Hill touchdown! Niners receivers Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, both 50-ish yard-per-game types in 2022. Has Ayuk for a first down. Brandon Ayuk having his best year. It's Samuel. Block in front from Juszczyk, lowered the shoulder, and got pinballed out of bounds. Of course, Kyle Shanahan could elect to load up on McCaffrey the runner to mitigate things. Back to McCaffrey! Christian McCaffrey crashes forward for a gain of eight. CMC is not coming in hot, though. Under four yards per carry last week, under four in three of his last four games. Oh, there he is! Wilkins. Tampa Bay hasn't played the ground game great in 2022, but last week they shut down the Saints to the tune of 2.6 a run. Three Tampa Bay defenders converged maybe one yard. Levante David was the first guy in there. Only three of the ten voters went with the GOAT, seven liking Brock to win his first NFL start over Brady. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot This is the game they flexed into the Sunday night football slot. The Miami Dolphins coming in off a loss to Brock Purdy. Purdy going to throw on the run. It is caught! They take on the Chargers, returning to L.A. from Vegas, feeling very much like Mikey did. Hand off Jacob. Has the first down of the goal. 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Still, it's a great matchup between two of the best young QBs in the game. Both teams have a lot on the line. Both try and beat you through the air. Both had trouble doing that last week for different reasons. Pocket collapses. Herbert is swallowed up. They just, they cannot protect. Tungavailoa. Uh-oh! Diving pick! It finally happened. Tua met his match. Chargers get him off a game he started and finished and lost. Two picks, rating under 80 versus San Francisco. Edwin gets intercepted. Just a bad throw behind a wide open hill. Tua hadn't left a full game with a rating under 90. He was up against the best defense in football. The Chargers not only need top-notch secondary play like Tua faced with the 49ers, they also need a Nick Bosa. Part of the reason Tua struggled last week, Dolphins line gave Bosa the VIP treatment allowed him to sack Tua three times, one the nail in the coffin. Tua going to step up. Oh, got hit from behind. The ball is out. It is picked up. Right back the other way by Dre Greenlaw. A scoop and score. That's three sacks on the day for Bosa. Miami fans, I see you. Comments section last week. Lots of fins up faithful, worried about what the loss of Teron Armstead might mean. Chargers pass rush. Not one sack versus the Raiders. They sure miss Joey Bosa. So this sets up as a Cartman versus Kyle slap fight. Not so hard. Quit it. Look how long this play takes to develop. Carr can just sit there, step up, and fire it. 
Dolphins' own pass rush and pass defense will also be in the forefront. Chargers' line is also hurting, played a big role in their loss to Vegas. Herbert went down five times last week to the Raiders, a team that had not gotten home very often in 2022. He's been sacked 14 times in the last three games. No place to go and he goes down. Now he has to deal with a Dolphins team that picked up four bags in week 13, hit the QB 10 times. Good day at the office. Purdy turns right into the defense and Melvin Ingram slams him down. Herbert had a solid stat line in their most recent loss. 335 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Under pressure, steps up, throws. That's a completion across midfield. Justin Herbert so good in these moments. Not enough of that production came on third down though. The Chargers were just 5 of 16. On third and five, Herbert trouble getting it away and goes down. The other problem they'll try and correct, Herbert's connection with Keenan Allen. Look, six catches, 88 yards, touchdown, that's good fantasy stuff. Throws on the run, down the sideline, caught in the end zone, <laughs> Keenan Allen for the touchdown. 14 targets, so eight incompletions. Dude, it wasn't my fault we lost that pickup game. I put up 12. Yeah, you took every shot. That's the idea, anyway. Vegas made it hard on Allen. Chargers offense sputtered because of it. Throw it. Broken up. That makes the one-on-one -on -one between Allen and Xavier Howard key. Howard had a rough start to his 2022, but as he put it in the past, weeks 10 on, holding quarterbacks to a 65 rating, picked off a pass last week. Howard comes up with a pick. First one of the year for Xavier Howard. Dolphins have not played the pass great this season, but they've held wide receivers to a sub-90 rating. Percent down the near sideline, and that is incomplete. The Chargers also haven't played the pass great in 2022. Mid-90s rating allowed, gave up 250 yards to Derek Carr. The most troubling aspect of that showing may bleed over to this game. They gave up eight catches, 177 yards, and two touchdowns to Devontae Adams. Going to throw it deep. Has a man open. Devontae Adams, touchdown. Asante Samuel, one of the dudes who couldn't cover him, too, gave up 100 yards last week and a touchdown. Bolt up fans. You ever listen to Iron Maiden? Caught in the end zone. Devontae Adams, touchdown. Now the Chargers have to try and slow down Tyreek Hill. Nine catches, 146 yards for him last week, a touchdown versus a top-ranked pass defense. Here's a deep ball, wants Hill, perfectly dropped in, touchdown Dolphins. The third part of their three-ring circus comes in as cold as his habitat. No waddling last week, Jalen Waddle got dinged up. Five targets, one catch, just nine yards. Lost one too tall for Waddle. Chargers are terrible against running backs. Josh Jacobs can attest. Still the worst defense when it comes to stopping RBs. This is just such a, a wonderful piece of running, how he sees this. Dolphins rush attempts, Ferris's absentee record. That's a lot of days missed, not a lot of rush attempts. Can you commit to the run without being stubborn about it? Nine of the 10 voters we polled take the Dolphins, NFL.com writer Grant Gordon, the lone Chargers pick. The Baltimore Ravens head to Pittsburgh this week. They take on a Steelers squad doing everything it can to try and keep their head coach's streak alive. Mariota throwing, intercepted, Fitzpatrick, and he'll just go out of bounds. We can throw the records out, right? This is Japanese Wagyu caliber NFL beef. It's Kenny Pickett's first time getting a taste of it, too. He comes into this game off his first 90-plus rating game of his career. Pickett to Johnson. 
at the 40, turns it upfield and picks up the first down. Pickett's passer rating has gone up five straight games now, too. He's not putting up massive yards, but he's avoided throwing an INT since week eight. Pickett looking the other way, throwing end zone, wide open, caught! Touchdown! He also comes in off a game where he didn't get sacked once. He'll be hard-pressed to do that again. Baltimore's gotten home 37 times this season. That's top five status. Messy pocket. Rush goes down. Pickett tends to rely heavily on his tight end. Pat Fryermuth, 76 yards versus the Falcons. Pickett fires. He's got Fryermuth again on third down, and he stays on his feet. He could have an even bigger impact this week if Baltimore doesn't figure some things out. 114.3 rating allowed to tight ends. Gave up 85 yards to one last week. It's Second and six, Dulcich downfield, brought down by Queen. Ravens have handled wideouts better, 89.5 rating allowed to that group. The Steeler wideout that will receive most of their attention this week, Deontay Johnson, five catches, 60 yards in week 13, but 11 targets, and he's only averaging 47 yards per game, so he's had a lot of ho-hum games like that. That ball needs to be up, but since it's not there, when he comes back inside, the arms got just a little shorter. He battles along the ground. Najee Harris, 86 yards, 5.1 a carry in week 13, 85 plus yards, 4.5 or better in three of his last four games. Here's Harris. It's that whole hard into Atlanta territory. He's up against a top five run defense though. Baltimore just 3.8 a run to ball carriers, holding running backs to the same figure. Roquan Smith again. Wraps him up and brings him down. Loss of the yard. Ravens defense may have extra pressure to keep the score low. They have to roll with Tyler Huntley this week at quarterback. He came off the bench when Lamar Jackson hurt his knee. Ended the game with no touchdowns, one pick, rating of 78, under six yards per attempt. Chased here by Cooper, and it was picked off on the play by Simmons. He also went 27 of 32, drove them down the field late, and scored the game winner himself. Takes it himself, a block and a touchdown! He knows the offense well and he fits it well enough. Defending the tight end position will also be paramount for Pittsburgh's defense. Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, they accounted for 11 targets last week, eight catches, 83 yards combined. Wide open, Andrews! Huntley also threw to Devon Duvernay and Demarcus Robinson 14 times total, connected 13 of those. Outside it goes, with a catch by Duvernay. Only 75 yards combined, Ravens with just one pass of 20 plus yards last week. Overall, Pittsburgh is holding quarterbacks to a sub-90 rating, low 60s completion percentage. And as it's floating, it gives Cam Sutton a chance to turn around, to locate the ball, and to make a play. Against tight ends, 91.9 rating allowed, respectable. They're also gonna make it tough on the Ravens' ground game. Just four yards per carry allowed to quarterbacks, 4.2 to running backs. Patterson in the backfield and thrown down. Larry Ogunjobi makes the play. The panel was split on this game. Six votes Pittsburgh's way, four Baltimore's. The Cleveland Browns are heading into the Battle of Ohio with the number one fantasy scoring defense from last week. Second and 10, Allen just trying to get him some breathing room. Football squirted out, it's picked up. Cleveland into the end zone, Denzel Ward. It was Houston, I bet a lot of people streamed him. But they aren't in Kansas anymore or Houston. This is the jungle, baby, where even the mighty Chiefs, you know what Axel says next. Hey, hey.
has just enough room to find the end zone. It's a touchdown. I have to admit, Joe Burrow is the right front man for a team with a stadium tied to GNR. I bet he's on time, though. He's got the Bengals on a four-game win streak. They've won six of their last seven. Burrow last week beating Kansas City and Mahomes for the third time in a row overall. He went 25 for 31, 286 yards, a couple touchdowns, a rating over 125. He is making it look so easy indeed. Backpedaling, and wide open at the five, and that's a touchdown for Chris Evans. He got Chase back, Jamar seven catches, 97 yards in his return. He's brought a chance to Chase, and there he goes. Browns have to deal with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as well. Pair accounted for close to 100 yards in a score last week. And he dives for the touchdown! What a play by T. Higgins! Nothing against Houston or Kyle Allen, but bringing up how Cleveland did against them in Week 13 is like asking the Globetrotters how they fared against the Generals last night. So let's just lay out the big picture. They have allowed a 102.4 rate to wideouts in 2022. Yeah, nice route here by Nico Collins. Just a little quick look in on time. A pretty good throw there by Kyle Allen. They have also allowed a 96.3 rating to running backs. Pierce, what a maneuver by Pierce on the catch and run. That's relevant because Burrow uses his backs as pass catchers a lot. Samaji Pirine, six catches, 49 yards last week. Back-to-back -back games with seven targets. Wixon. First down, Pirine. Boy, he fights through so many tackles. Pirine started again in place of Joe Mixon. Even if Joe is healthy, Pirine probably earned some more touches with the way he looked against KC. 106 yards, five a carry. Pirine goes for another 10. Bengals aren't a run-first kind of team usually, but know the Browns are bottom five when it comes to yards per carry allowed to running backs. Very good vision by Pierce to hit the cutback and then play for more yards. He's a tough physical runner. It was special teams and the defense that scored the only Browns TDs versus Houston. And that's because the debut of Deshaun Watson, how to best put it, kind of like the turkey Catherine made for the Griswold family Christmas dinner. It was nice and orange, looked like it would be incredible. And then faking the chub to the end zone, it's picked off. Petrie. Eddie may be cool with it. Dog pound felt like Clark. We waited all this time for that. 12 for 22, 131 yards, six in attempt, 53.4 rating, one pick, no touchdowns against a one-win team. Watson's pass batted down at the line of scrimmage. Watson connected on one pass at 20-plus yards. You know what everyone was saying after, peanuts, adult mumbo-jumbo about rust or whatever. But now Watson is facing an even tougher pass defense than he faced last week. At least they aren't wearing helmets with his old logo on them. Bengal season numbers against the pass are great. They were part of an Ali Frazier bout last week, held Mahomes to 223 yards. He averages 317 a game. It's a good job by Bell coming in. Oh, you can't catch him when you got his arm in there. Oh, it's perfect. Brown's run game, of course. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, each dude went for 4.7 or better last week. Browns almost could have won that game without throwing a pass. Very patient. Watch him wait on Joel Petonio and then see the hole and cut back in it 
Then he has the explosion and the power to keep running such an all-around back. Bengals may not play the run great overall, but against running backs, only giving up 4.1 a carry, that's respectful. It's McKinnon just getting it back to the line of scrimmage. Said the Bengals have won six of seven, one loss in that span to the Browns. They smacked him in the face along the ground. Chubb led the way. Chubb breaks through. Touchdown, Cleveland. And their defenders made regular visits to Burrow's house. They sacked him five times. The whole Burrow can win while getting a Hulk Hogan leg drop isn't holding up in 2022. Miles Garrett got him one and a half times in that game. And Miles Garrett, of course, that's nothing for him. He sees that every day. Burrow hasn't won a game this season when he's planted five plus times. They're 0-3. Burrow's jersey last week, awful clean. Only one sack, one QB hit. They haven't given up more than two sacks in their last four. They can live with that Beatles eight days a week. They're attacking it multiple ways, and this is where their schemes really changed from the early part of the year. Everyone on the panel chose the Orange Ohio team. Two of them took the Browns, too, the other eight Cincinnati. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the road again this week, this time in Tennessee. Both teams coming off disappointing losses. The Titans L stinging a little more, though, for multiple reasons. A.J. Brown took it away from Trey Avery and scored his second touchdown of the game. One in five. That's Tennessee's record in 2022 now versus over 500 teams. Lucky for them, I guess, this week they're playing a team with more losses than wins. Jaguars faced a four-win team last week and gave up 40 points. It looks quarter of the end zone. Caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions. I'm in last, St. Brown. Both teams' defenses last week were lit, not the right way. Both offenses ratchet. Jags only managed 14 points, Tennessee just 10. So both basically have to try and fix almost everything this week. Like, we're going to make mistakes, like, whatever. Number one item on Tennessee's honeydew list, mow the lawn. To do that, they got to get King Henry to tear up the grass with those tree trunks. Their ability to win games without Derek doing a lot on the ground came to an end last week. 30 yards, 2.7 a run. He has had nowhere to go for the last month. The King, four straight games under 3.2 a carry, three of the four under three per attempt. That's not royalty or the Titans formula. We talked at the Open about his kind of mini slum. It's becoming real now. On paper, he's not going to have an easy time getting back on track against the Jaguars. They're holding running backs to a respectable four yards per carry. And he's going nowhere as Roy Robertson Harris is the first to greet him. Jacksonville's top project this week. Make sure Trevor Lawrence gets some one-on-one -on -one time with Mr. Hand at the Casa. I like it. I'm kind of messed up. Lawrence was back to looking like a dude rolling out of a van late for class versus the Lions. Remember, that's not a team with a great pass defense. They held him to 179 yards, a rating under 85, just 5.8 yards per attempt. He throws it downfield, incomplete intended for Marvin Jones. Lawrence wasn't ready for that snap. Lawrence's play is vital to Jacksonville's odds of winning. He has six 100-plus rating games, Jaguars 4-2 and two in those contests. Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk for the score! Lawrence tends to rely on his wideouts, right? Christian Kirk comes in off a nice showing, 100-plus yards for him last week. Field caught by Christian Kirk, wide open at the 35 of Detroit. Zay Jones, who starred in Week 12, did not in Week 13. Seven targets, just two catches, 16 yards. Off the hands of Jones, that's the third time 
He's had a drop. Titans secondary, specifically Titans secondary versus wide receivers. 108.1 rating allowed to the WR position. 17 touchdowns. Too bad Jacksonville doesn't have any key ex-Titan pass catchers. They'll lay down the welcome home map for you. Like, literally. Lofting deep again. Brown is wide open and he catches. He's going to walk in backwards. Jacksonville secondary sort of laid down last week, too. Let Jared Goff complete 31 of 41 of his pass attempts for 340 yards, two touchdowns, a rating over 115. Now they take on Ryan Tannehill. He didn't throw any picks in week 13, a touchdown, high 90s rating. Tannehill rifles one, and it's caught. Okwakwo has it, sprinting free inside the 20. The problem is, what if Traylon Burks isn't available? He made what I think is one of the most amazing TD catches you'll ever see. Touchdown Titans! And Burks took a brutal hit in the end zone. Forget the one-handed glove grabs. He was going dark, ball in hand, and not only didn't drop it, he put his other hand on the ball as he was going down. It wasn't just the tightening of his muscles from the impact. I say he pulled off superhero type sh stuff. He knew, don't drop it. So we'll have to see if he can make it back for this week's game. Lawrence and Jaguars running back Travis Etienne combined for 86 yards on 17 carries last week. Once we get this run game going, we're going to be great. Etienne has put up a number of big outings in 2022. It'll be tough to put one up against Tennessee. They held Philadelphia to 2.8 a run. They're one of the elites versus ground games in 2022. Miles Sanders trying to get going. Nothing doing there. Three of the 10 voters on our panel believe Jacksonville will bounce back with a win this week. The other seven siding with the Titans. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. 
The Denver Broncos are at home after successfully making it through another round of limbo. They're proving to be pretty good at that game. They welcome the Kansas City Chiefs to town, setting up a nice showdown between one of the premier secondaries and one of the game's best aerial attacks. Left side right there, Smith-Schuster goes against Hilton and he runs a great route. That aerial attack left a little to be desired in Kansas City's loss to Cincinnati. Patrick Mahomes with a solid if underwhelming performance, 8.1 yards per attempt, 98.2 rating, no INTs. Mahomes completes it. McKinnon! for the touchdown. Just one touchdown for the guy who leads the league on that front, though. Only 223 yards for a guy that was averaging over 320. That's a, almost an interception. That's a really risky throw. What made it so tough? The Bengals have been one of the toughest teams to pass on. Mahomes got to see that firsthand. Now he could see it again. Going deep, looking in the end zone, intercepted a second time. Broncos coming off a stout showing against a mostly Lamar Jackson-less Ravens squad. Sure, it was a lot of Tyler Huntley, but the QB hasn't mattered much to them this season. They've dominated most signal callers. Here comes Martin, there goes the ball, and almost intercepted by Sertan. For all the issues Denver has had winning their three football games, it's hard to blame a defense that's third in passing yards allowed, third in total yards allowed, and second in points. On first down, pass is in the air and picked off by Browning. This will be a test, though. Kansas City leading the league with more than 300 yards a game, and obviously with so many weapons, that's a challenge for any defense. This team is the biggest big play team in the league, and they do it even against all-out pressure. Travis Kelsey is Mahomes' favorite and most reliable target, sixth in the NFL in receiving yards among all positions, 300 more yards than the second-most prolific tight end. He averages a first down every time he touches the football and is tied for first in the league for touchdowns. Mahomes guns it over the middle, caught 20-yard line in the 15, Kelsey, touchdown! Stopping him is no easy feat, and even if you do, then there's Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster, reliable targets who don't find the end zone as often as Kelsey, but reliably keep the Chiefs' chains moving. First and 10, threads it. Smith-Schuster in another first down, going deep. Battle for it, and Valdez-Scantling has another catch in this quarter. The Broncos' pass rush has been solid, if not spectacular, this year. 30 total sacks, though based on how often they're trailing opponents, there's not much of a reason for opposing teams to pass that often. When it comes to running the football, Kansas City did tally a 4.5-yard per carry average against the Bengals. With McKinnon. What a hole that was. Denver did not have any problems with Baltimore's rushing attack, though. Just 3.7 yards per play there. Jewel got a first hand on him, and Simmons came like a torpedo and brought him down. If the Broncos have any hope of coming out on top in this game, it'll likely mean that defense yet again has to carry the load. And that means getting Kansas City off the field on third downs, an area where the Broncos excel, allowing opponents to convert less than 32% of thirds third best in the league. Puts us on, crabbed by Bessie, outside Duvernay. Not enough for the first, they get to the 47. Kansas City's conversion rate is above 50%, putting them second best. Mahomes, up in the air, and he fumbled as he went across. 
Did he break the plane first? Oh, he did the Michael Jordan up on top. If only Broncos fans could feel confident a solid defensive outing truly helps their chance of getting a W. They just held a team to 10 points and lost. Moving Russell Wilson, moving him around so he's not just a sitting target. That time not able to make the completion. Russell Wilson had one of his best games as a Bronco last week, 17 for 22, averaging more than eight and a half yards per attempt, no picks, and yet no touchdowns either. Three Brandon McManus field goals, the fourth attempt short on what would have been a walk-off winner. It felt very symbolic. Ball put down, kick is away, shoot! Baltimore is one! Chiefs secondary Wilson faces didn't handle Joe Burrow very well. That showing fits how they fared against most signal callers. Backpedaling, hand right over to the five, and that's a touchdown for Chris Evans. They do get after the quarterback, Chris Jones leading the way most games. 36 sacks so far as a team tied for fifth best in the NFL. He's hit, and he's spun to the turf back at the 46-yard line. Wilson seems to end up spending a lot of time riding with Cheech and Chong, too. His face ends up in the grass a lot. Denver is allowed the fourth most sacks. Wilson under pressure, and down he goes. No shock, 10 votes came in, all of them for the Chiefs. The Arizona Cardinals are at home this week for Monday Night Football. After their week off, they host the New England Patriots, who still have something to play for, but who need their offense to get back on track before it's too late. Yeah, you see it right there. You see uh, the cuss words come out, but he's also expressing himself, saying, throw the ball down the field. You see that, Matt Patricia? That was Mac expressing himself, and he didn't need 37 pieces of flair to do it. We'll have to see if that tirade leads to more downfield throws by Jones this week. They read that perfectly through the Bills. Stevenson gets taken down. Mack was bothered that he was getting handcuffed versus the Bills. His frustration tied to the play calling. Wasn't a fan of the short, quick pass strategy. He ended the night averaging 5.4 a throw. Jones hitting Johnny Smith. They're number two tight end. Jones and company were up against a tough Bill secondary, so maybe that was the excuse. This week, though, Mack facing one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Arizona has allowed a 101 rate, 69.2 completion percentage, 24 touchdowns. They've been getting lit up through the skies worse than Clark Griswold's Christmas tree after the cat was done. There was a block in there by Kelly and downfield, wide open touchdown, DeAndre Carter! The one position they've held their own against, wideouts, holding them under a 90 rating. But to running backs, a 105.1 rate, four touchdowns, and Hunter Henry, listen up. Cardinals defense has given up 133.3 rating to tight ends. Nine touchdowns allowed, zero picks. Middle, down the middle, touchdown! How did George Kittle score there? Maybe the Cardinals can harass Jones with their blitz. They've sent extra heat over 37% of pass attempts, one of the highest rates in the game. The Cardinals like to bring pressure, so they bring blitz, they drop back, so you don't have that quick or that hot throw when the pressure comes on you quickly. Jones versus five-plus pass rushers, 76.8 rating, a touchdown, two picks. Here they come, Jones retreating, floating, end zone, picked off! Humphrey in the end zone! The third down battle on this side of things is noteworthy as well. It's a something has to give battle. Patriots offense, one of the worst at keeping the sticks moving. That bit them in the butt versus Buffalo as well. They were three for 12 last week. He comes straight back and then he has to move to his right. Not quite on the same page at a critical time here early in the game. Cardinals defense on paper, the team to get right against. 
They're one of the worst teams at forcing punts, which is also why their defense sports one of the highest points per game allowed figures in the NFL. Carr steps back, lobs the throw, Waller in the end zone, feet down, touchdown! Patriots defense doesn't have a points problem, gave up 24 to Buffalo, but that was under their season average. Holding teams to 18 a game, that's top 10. Fires deep downfield into a lot of traffic. Incomplete. Kyler and company haven't been masters of putting points on the board. Murray's 2022 has been a letdown. However, Murray does have all three of his key wideouts to attack with. Well, they haven't had these two together all year. In the first play, they put them stacked on top of each other. DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown right behind him. Hollywood came back right before their bye, caught six balls for 46 yards. He's sitting on 75 receiving yards per game in his limited action. Murray and Brown. New England didn't shut down Josh Allen by any means in week 13, but they didn't really play him and his pass catchers poorly either, and they rank high in most key metrics. Fires and it's almost picked off. Murray will also be up against a ballroom blitz type of defense. Arizona has given up 31 sacks Murray hasn't had a zero sack game once. Fake to Connor. Blitz on the side. They got him. They got him. If New England sticks to sending the house at him, he's fared well versus five plus pass rushers in 2022. 104 rating, seven touchdowns against one pick. Blitz is on. Down the middle. He's got the wide open Hopkins with a spinning broken tackle. Touchdown Cardinals. Blitzing him also invites him to take off. Averages six runs a game, 6.3 yards per carry, 41.5 yards per game. Murray into the end zone, touchdown! Their traditional runner, James Conner, only 3.9 yards per carry for the year, but the last time we saw him, hit for 120 yards. Oh, got a nice block in there, 18-yard pickup on the play. The catch is LA's run defense versus running backs, the worst in the NFL. Defense Connor faces this week, one of the best. New England holding backs to just 3.7 a run. Round again, Hines. Doing. Cardinals are on the other side of the spectrum, giving up 4.6 a carry to RBs. And Walker breaks free! Looked like he was going to get stopped. Just kept churning those legs. So maybe that leads to a big game from Ramondre Stevenson. 4.6 a carry for the year, 54 yards, 5.4 per last week. You got, I mean, you got some great players, but the problem is look how high they're going in on it. Somebody better grab those big legs to bring him down. Seven votes went the Pats way, three on our panel taking Arizona. It is time for the Battle for the Governor's Cup. Yeah, that's a thing. It's awarded to the winner of games between the Houston Texans and their in-state rival, the Dallas Cowboys. So, this year's cup will be fought over by a one-win team and a team that dropped 50-plus points last week. It's Gallup to the end zone! Touchdown, Dallas! Texans haven't been close to a second win in weeks. Dallas scored 33 points in the fourth quarter alone against the Colts mismatch much high steps to the five yard line Dallas just pouring it on here and having some fun the Cowboys have had their up and down moments so far this year but it's been far more ups than downs offensively they don't dominate games from a yardage perspective but they continually find ways to the end zone 27 points a game tied for third most in the league And that's after Dak Prescott missed five games. In fact, they lead the league in point differential, and boy, are they on a roll lately. Point differential in their last three games is a whopping 26.7, higher than the per-game scoring average of all but four NFL teams. Throws, lofting end zone, it is caught for the touchdown, Dalton Schultz. 
So Dallas comes in very much in the holiday spirit. Dak didn't have to work too hard versus Indy, but he was in on the action. Three TD passes, two by Michael Gallup. Gallup, got it, Dallas touchdown. And of course, C.D. Lamb found the paint as well. C.D. Lamb, was he down? They say no for now, and he's into the end zone for a touchdown. It was a barrage, and the Dallas ground game did plenty of barraging. Tallying 220 yards on the ground, Tony Pollard and Zeke back to acting in unison. And Dak will give it to Pollard who walks in for the touchdown. Switch Zeke over, he's got it, and he's got it. Stopping runners? That's not really Houston's thing, especially if they are running backs. Giving up 5.1 a run to those chaps. Taking on tacklers, will push that pile all the way to the 30-yard line, forceful run. So how did the Texans pull off an upset, aside from hoping the Cowboys get lost somewhere between Frisco and AT&T Stadium in Arlington on game day? That pass deflected in the air and intercepted. Maybe like a 40-carry game for Damian Pierce. They bleed the clock on every snap, convert third downs along the way at a much higher rate than they normally have. On the ground game, this is Pierce getting to the second level. Hey, the Cowboys' run defense gives up 4.5 a run to running backs, so that's an opening. Good job by Taylor to escape the tackle, get into the second. We don't have to bring up they just held Jonathan Taylor under for a run, do we? Side run Taylor, nothing there. That was read right away by Jaron Curse. Texans still have good numbers against the pass, holding QBs to a sub-85 rating. So maybe they turn in a top-notch defensive performance that keeps the score low. To the end zone, it's picked off. Petrie. And maybe Santa Claus fills in at quarterback. He is real, so anything can happen. Houston's passing game could really use an early Christmas present for this game. They've played a lot of games with Cole in the stocking at quarterback, so to speak. Towards the end zone, back corner, and it'll be incomplete. Cowboys defense, very grinchy last week, took the ball away five times, one of them all the way back to Mount Crumpet. Wiley Cox fumbled the football. It's recovered by Dallas, and is that Malik Hooker again? It is against his old team again. Touchdown, Dallas. No one took Houston on the 10-person panel, everyone taking the Cowboys. The Carolina Panthers are back in action after their week off, off to the Northwest this week to take on the Seattle Seahawks, meaning they have to solve the Geno equation. Rolls right, throws for the end zone, it is caught! DK Metcalf overpowering the Rams! I told you last week, that man is into those Burger King commercials. DK had his way with the Rams secondary, that game winner, part of his best overall 2022 outing in a way. Eight targets, eight catches, 127 yards. Smith loading up for Metcalf down the sideline, drops it in! Wow. DK Metcalf! Smith also relies on Ty Law. I don't know if anyone calls him that, but Tyler Lockett also rolls in off a C-note game. Nine catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown for him in Week 13. Open his Lockett down the sideline inside the 10, cuts back, touchdown, oh, Seattle! Dinging Carolina's defense successfully, dependent on Geno locating Waldo. Panthers have held quarterbacks to a sub-90 rating, really low yard per attempt and yard per completion figures. Quick screen, driven all the way back to the one-yard line. And Sam Franklin beats the blocker, makes a play. Smith will watch the tape. J.C. Horn will be on someone. No reason to test him too often.
often, probably the most underrated corner of 2022. Launches one deep downfield, and that's picked off at the 37-yard line. J.C. Horn. Why not just find the guy with the red and white hat? Worn by C.J. Henderson most games, whoever he's trying to cover, Gino may load up on. He's given up a rating of 109, almost 60 points higher than Horn's for context. Taking a shot, and he makes the catch! Smith should expect heat in the kitchen. Panthers have a pressure rate over the Magic 30 line. Brian Burns at least one sack and four straight. He's still the Panthers' primary pass rush. Threat has 10 bags. Brian Burns coming around the edge here, and he's going to get that hand in there. Panthers create that heat with the art of the blitz. They send an extra man over 35% of the time. Geno versus 5+, plus, 100.5 rating, 5 TDs. Not bad, eh? And Geno Smith held it just long enough to cut that thing lose before taking a hit. Panthers offense now sure seems to work best when it's a foreman show, not Eric Dunn. Deontay, last game he played over 100 yards rushing, Panthers won. Foreman with four 100-plus rush yard games now, Carolina 3-1 and one in those contests. To the outside with room and into the end zone. Touchdown. So the Hawks need to be able to play running backs like they did in week 13, more so than they have in 2022. 4.6 a run allowed to running backs overall. Last week held both backs they faced to 3.5 or lower. Third and one. Akers oh. not going to get there. What a push by Al Woods up front. If Seattle can bottle Foreman up, force the action to the passing game, it forces it to Sam Darnold. He helped beat the Broncos in his first 2022 game. No INTs, one touchdown, a plus 100 rating. Darnold going deep for DJ Moore, and he's got it! DJ Moore was relevant with Sammy D slinging it. Four catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown in Week 11. Darnold for the end zone, DJ Moore has it, and yeah! That's a Panther touchdown! Means he gets Seattle cornerback Tariq Woolen. He grabbed pick number six last week. That's number one in the NFL. It is Oro's in trouble and it's intercepted. Tariq Woolen, pick number six. Yeah, it was against John Wolford, but he's still an NFL quarterback. And then Chenin Wosu sacked that NFL QB twice. He has nine on the year now. In trouble, Wolford. Down he goes! Nuosu and Brian Monet got to the quarterback. There are other aspects to this matchup. A vanished Hawks rush attack. Kenneth Walker had a nice run last week, then got hurt. They've struggled along the ground over the last few weeks. Tony Jones, the running back, and Jones doesn't go anywhere. Give this the X-Factor stamp then. The Panthers against the ground game? They've been prepping for Christmas all season long, giving out 4.6 yards per carry overall. Even more generous to running backs, 4.8 yards per. He's off and running! Seattle Blue got nine of the votes from our 10-person panel. DJ, Daniel Jeremiah, the one that goes bold. He's got the Carolina Panthers in an upset. NFL Game Day View is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 